0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast. It is another beautiful day, and we are talking cybersecurity today. My guest is Anirban. He is the CEO of his new of his own company, which is relatively new. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but first, I'm going to hand the mic over to him and say good morning. I'm very grateful that you're here with us today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Thank you, Jeff, it's a pleasure to be here and good morning to everybody who's watching. Uh, my name is Anirban. Ban. My background is in network traffic reversing and my focus area at this point of time, this is my third startup. My focus area at this point of time is uncovering the software supply chain and helping enterprises solve that problem.
0: Serial entre- entrepreneurship, love it. Apparently I should have learned how to speak better, but apparently I can't do that this morning. Um, from the CEO's perspective, Share with us a little bit about your company, where you arrived at saying, this is what I need to do now. And equally as important, what do you see on the horizon the next 12 to 24 months? Where are you going to be spending your efforts? And where do you see uh, the things that are going to affect your landscape most?
1: Absolutely. Uh, the way we arrived at the specific problem to solve was by going through the school of hard knocks. Um, because my, two of my companies were acquired in the past. I had senior positions at the acquiring uh, companies. What we saw was there was this constant issue with understanding and verbalizing what is the risk in the software that we are building. There are many ways to quantify that risk, but one way to really understand and act upon it, make that information digestible, is by going in and understanding what are the building blocks that we used to build this house in the first place. What is the risk of every single brick? What is the risk of every single window that I'm putting in? We do this kind of risk quantification in other fields of life. Why not in software? That was the genesis of the thought process for us to go after the software supply chain. For the next uh, 12 to 18 months, at this point of time, we're a small company, uh, double digit employee numbers. We have a very good roster of customers already. We've raised a seed round. In the next 12 to 18 months, it's just expansion, 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 growth stage, get more customers, get more logos. That's what we're focused on. And we're hiring. So if you're a great developer, interested in security, reach out to us. We'd love to talk.
0: We're going to put that in the description box below. We'll get back to that. Um, You know, you said something really interesting that this is your third startup and that they were both acquired. You probably spent some of uh, 12 to 24 months at the acquiring company, as normally happens, uh, before you jump ship and start your 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 new 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 uh, journey. So back in the CEO's seat, um, it is a very interesting perspective, just because you've got to wear so many different hats a lot of times at the same time. So knowing what you know and being the person at the front of the ship steering it. Um, what do you find to be the most fascinating aspect of where you are today? And, um, you know, for for those of our viewers who may be about to or are already in the same seat you are, what advice would you share?
1: I would say the most exciting part of my job is enabling my team to do their best it's it can be it's it's slightly non-obvious because you do get a high from closing a customer and nothing replaces that if you get a 100k check from a customer you're like yeah i did it you get up from the bed every single morning raring to go but i think the more most impactful work that i'm doing is enabling and this my my firm belief in life my father used to say that you cannot have responsibility without authority if you're going to hire somebody and don't micromanage them, for God's sake. So either don't hire the guy or girl, but if you're going to hire them, let them do whatever they want. Um, that has worked well for me. I have been lucky to work with good teams who are self-motivated people and they've, they've made me who I am today. Uh, it, it's, I don't believe success is a one man or one woman game. You have to have a team that that you lean on. Um, the same thing that I would say that from an advice perspective, try to get a get good team. Try to work with people, and um, there's no need to work with divas. You know, life is too short to work with divas. That's yeah. my experience.
0: We've never met a diva in our business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about something that is near and dear to your heart. You shared with us that you wanted to talk a little bit about how to manage the hidden risk in your software supply chain. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. And I think we agreed that it's a super fascinating topic simply because we're all experienced enough to go, you know what, I have learned the skill sets to look around and I feel as though I have a good grasp of the things that are not directly in my line of sight but i know that they can come out from the sides and affect my business but it is definitely a different conversation when it gets to things we can't see and i smirk things sometimes we don't want to look at that really just come out and hit us in the head so let's talk about that
1: perfect um Uh, I'll start with a simple example. So one of the customers that we work with, a very large clinical testing company, one of the largest in the U.S., their customers are large pharma companies and whatnot. We also work with large real estate, online real estate companies. One of the customers that we had uh, when we ran our product on them, it identified all the building blocks of that software. But more interestingly, suddenly they found, hey, we're sending data to an API endpoint in China. What is an API endpoint? It's just a location where you're sending data. They didn't know that, that they were sending data to a different location. Why? Because if you look at the evolution in the last 10 years of the speed of development of software, it's gone exponential. Why has that been exponential? Because we, as the CEOs and sales leaders, are beating our developers to death to say the CEO went and promised a product with a particular random date of delivery The developers are hyperventilating, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I got to deliver this thing, how do I do it? What is the developer going to do? He's going to grab whatever he finds, he or she, they're going to grab whatever they find on the internet, plug it in, make the product, there you go. That's essentially what's going on. The speed of capturing revenue has gone up, and therefore it forces developers to build products faster. When you do that, you're grabbing building blocks from the internet, putting it together, making your product, which is good. But in doing so, you don't have no clue about what is the risk with each building block that you just went and picked from the internet. Case in point, look at phishing. There's a lot of activity about phishing and phishing training and this and that, but phishing doesn't go away. Why? Because we've been trying for the last 15 years to train developers to become experts at identifying which email is good, which email is bad. doesn't work that well. So if you're going to train developers to identify, hey, is this building block good or bad? Why would the... It's like doing the same thing and expecting a different result. It's not going to work. That's the essential core problem. If we are going to maintain and accelerate delivery of software speed, feature-wise, we need to have a mechanism to also manage the risk that you are uh, absorbing into your system. We call it shadow liability because of all these things that it's, you don't know what you're actually putting into your system and doing and building your entire product and selling and capturing revenue.
0: What I think I'm hearing is that <clears throat> you're saying that we are getting to the point where this is becoming mature enough that we need to start standardization. Yes. Um, obviously, it's going to be volunteering in the beginning, and then when it gets traction, at some point, somebody's going to say, "I'm going to make this a priority and and and, and implement this." and and it, everybody can s- literally hear me stutter because i'm trying to get the next sentence out of when you're talking about something that develops so quickly and morphs and evolves so quickly where do we go to begin to start
1: that standardization process very good question we have a helping hand from the us government why because about a year ago the US government through the uh, Biden executive order specified that uh, in in one of the documents the cybersecurity no, executive order specified that if you are a contractor software contractor to the US government or you are selling software to the US government you need to have something called an SBOM 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 stands for and is pronounced SBOM uh, software bill of materials just like when we go buy a jar of mayonnaise or anything at a grocery store and you turn it around and you see how many calories, how much protein, this, that, whatever the label at the back. Think of the S-bomb as the same kind of thing for a piece of software. What is this built with? Is that good or bad? So on and so forth. and An opinion from the manufacturer that these are the things that I put in there. So the US government has done us a solid in that sense where they've said, you want to sell to us? You need to have an S-bomb. And now because they've set that ground. The line in the sand has been drawn over there. State and local governments, SLGs, they are all looking up to that. That's one good momentum direction forward to be going towards.
0: Well said. Well said. And I can't believe you just compared software development to mayonnaise.
1: Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Can be good, can be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Take your pick.
0: (laughs) Final question. It's our feel-good question. Share with us a story, if you can, of a time when what you did, present day or maybe in the past, that really just affected somebody in a positive way, really made a difference and and, and, and kind of either changed them or, or saved them or something along those lines. Love to hear that.
1: Perfect. Uh, not related to software, but when I was an intern in my first internship, and this was years ago, I was interning at NTT Docomo in uh, San Jose. They had a lab over there. One of my uh, another student uh, colleague was really, really, really down. One day, he was not making progress on his p- project and whatnot. And we were trying to like make sure that he's okay. That you know something doesn't go sideways, doesn't do something because people get very involved. Uh, we oftentimes weigh our self worth with our immediate project that we are working on Mm. i can't solve this problem so i Mm. must be bad i must be stupid things of that sort and one day i just took a seven mile walk with him through the entire cisco campus and all we did was just walk and talk and go to in and out that's at the edge of the cisco campus have an in and out and come back and that like he told me that that particular conversation over that seven mile walk made him feel amazing and that was a Interesting moment for me because I realized I didn't do anything amazing for that guy from my perspective. I just walked and talked and had a burger. But for the right person at the right time, a small gesture can actually mean a lot.
0: Yeah, listening. Uh, I think that's uh, something we we could all improve on. Absolutely. Hearing what is said and sometimes not what is said but what's not said. Yes, yes, yes. On that Nirvan, thank you very much for your time. We genuinely appreciate your uh, commentary and your insights. And we look forward to hearing more about your new company. And we're going to link it down in the uh, description box below. So thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the CyberPro podcast today. Please like and subscribe.